morning, squad. Happy Friday. Welcome back to Mad Mizzy Sports Morning Show, the number one spot for everything sports talk, sports news, sports debate in the morning. And what a Friday rundown we got today. Of course, we got to start it off going back to Thursday. I'm going to start it off going back to NBA's primetime games on Thursday night with the Milwaukee Bucks going to Philadelphia and beating the 76ers in a close matchup. And then we got the Los Angeles Clippers beating the Los Angeles Lakers. And what are my big takes from each of those games? Then I'm going to shift the gear to NFL and Thursday night football of the New Orleans Saints losing to the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona. Give you all my big take from that game. Then we got to move forward into the Christian McCaffrey trade to the San Francisco 49ers. Yes, sir. Let's go, boys. But, um... I brought this up yesterday. I'm going to go even more in depth about did we give up too much and where does this put us as far as contenders in the NFC moving forward since it officially happened. And to end it off, y'all know I got to end it off with my San Francisco 49ers hosting the Kansas City Chiefs this Sunday. And what do I expect from that major matchup? Let's get it, boys. What a Thursday as far as news, sports, just everything. But um, we're going to start off Friday going back to Thursday night in the NBA. And I want to start it off in Philadelphia where the Milwaukee Bucks beat the Philadelphia 76ers. And what was my big take from that game? My big take from that game is I like what I'm seeing from James Harden. I like what I'm seeing as far as fight-wise from the Sixers. But where is Joel Embiid at? This is the second game in a row he hasn't come out there and tried to act like he want to prove that he's the MVP. He's still out there pouting. I don't like that from superstars, dog. I don't like when they don't get their way or they view themselves in a certain light and, the, and everybody else may have voted a, another way that they start pouting and it's, mm, you're not affecting nobody but yourself, your legacy, and the Philadelphia 76ers, bro. Ain't none of them writers that voted for Jokic last year looking at you like, Dad, we should have voted him beat as, as the MVP. Maybe he wouldn't be pouting. No, the only people that's sitting up there suffering from you pouting is the Philadelphia 76ers and the, org and, and, and the players around you. Go out there and dominate, bro, if you really thought you was MVP. You get what I'm saying? You it, like the for first and foremost, it was close. Hey man, I'm I, I'm I'm not with that. You feel what I'm saying? I'm not with the pout, and I'm not with the not coming out and proving on the floor that you are the most valuable player in the league. You are the best NBA player in the game. You got to prove it on the floor. You can't pout your way to the top. You can't pout your way to the top. So for me, I I don't like Embiid's energy so far this year. Um, Giannis seems to always start off a little slow when the uh, season comes along, so I'm not really too concerned about Giannis. He always got to find his stride, then once he finds his stride, it's, he off and running. You feel what I'm saying? So I figure by uh, December, Giannis will be rounding into what we expect from Giannis. The Bucks are going to be good. They're stacked, but they still got to wait for Middleton to come back and a few more other pieces. But I'm not Pat Connington. I'm not too worried about the Bucks. Let's shift gears into Los Angeles and the Clippers versus the Lakers. My take from that game is, oh my goodness, the spread of wealth throughout the Clippers. You had Kawhi with 14. You had Paul George with the game high for the Clippers, 15. Everybody scoring double figures. They, they look like a problem offensively. And you know, as soon as Paul George and Kawhi Leonard get more uh, integrated into the offense, they're going to take more charge of the scoring and take more lead take more of the scoring lead for the team. So I, I like what I've seen from the Clippers. I like what I've seen from John Wall. Opened up two for two with his jump shots. His jump shot was broke beforehand. That's something that he had to evolve and something that it seems like he did evolve. So I like what I've seen from John Wall. Like what I've seen from the Clippers. And whoa, the Lakers are just 
poop butt. And then Anthony Davis went down with another injury. That, that fall was hard and horrific. He tried to fight through it. He could barely move. I, hey, listen, man, I, I'd be surprised if he returns to the lineup anytime soon. But um, Russell Westbrook going 0 for 11 with two points. That is just unacceptable. No matter what nobody says, no matter about the, the jokes, the, the criticism, 0 for 11, when you get paid $40 million a year and two points, it's just unacceptable, brother. Unacceptable. Pat Bev going 1 for 7 with five points. That backcourt had, what, seven points all together? Seven points all together and one for 18 from the field. Y'all not winning too many games with that stat sheet. You get what I'm saying? So, to me, I, I, I look at LeBron and you can just tell he's just like enjoying and taking in this year almost like an NBA experience. You get what I'm saying? He knows they don't have the roster to compete for a championship. He knows that even if they do trade for Buddy Hill and Miles Turner, they still can't compete in that Western Conference. So enjoy the ride, pass Karl Malone on the list for the most 20-point games in NBA history, pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the most points in NBA history, and enjoy your final year probably as a as a Laker. At, at least probably your final year, yeah, probably your final year as a Laker, because I don't think LeBron's going to retire after this year. But um, they're not contenders at all. They, they won't. I, I will be surprised if they're in a play-in tournament this year. That's how bad they are. They just, they, they don't, they're, they're a void of talent. Let's move forward though. Thursday night football. And what was my big take from the New Orleans Saints losing to the Arizona Cardinals at home? To me, I wasn't too impressed by the Arizona Cardinals. I looked out there and that offense seemed to be revamped with DeAndre Hopkins coming in. They fed DeAndre. I think he had like eight catches. The man was just dominant. They just targeted him all game. He had as many targets as every other wide receiver, tight end, and running back on the team. They fed that man the ball. You think about they got two pick sixes and they still only won by eight points. I am not, I, I'm just not impressed by what I'm seeing from the Arizona Cardinals defensively, even offensively. It was DeAndre Hopkins a bust. That's why as it gets towards the end of the year, when teams start to take away DeAndre Hopkins, they revert back to the offense that we've seen early this year, where they can't move the ball. So, I mean, it's good if you got DeAndre. It's good if the other team isn't focusing on taking him away. Yeah, it's good if he's out there and he can just eat Chris Harris Jr. up because he older. But if he going up against uh, the Eagles and that stag defensive lineup, uh, if he going up against my Niners and you're not going to have that much time, um, it's going to be just interesting. If you're going up against the Rams, you're not going to have that much time. Jalen Ramsey going to be on Hopkins. You got Aaron Donald in the middle. Um, it, hey, listen, I, I wasn't too impressed. DeAndre Hopkins, to me, is the best wide receiver in the league, though his catch radius is just ridiculous, his hands is just ridiculous, and he makes the game easy for any quarterback he plays for just because of his catch radius. You, get, you throw that joint in the vicinity, he's snatching that puck, you feel me? So I like DeAndre. I think he's the best wide receiver in the league, but I wasn't too impressed by that win from the Cardinals. Like I said, I felt like they should have came out there and had a little bit more, a more dominating win, especially you got two pick sixes? Come on, man. Come on, man. Now... Finally, the time is here. I came on yesterday and I broke the news to y'all that with the fire sale going on with the Carolina Panthers, that my San Francisco 49ers and the Los Angeles Rams were in the running. They were in the running for Christian McCaffrey. I should have told y'all that we was in the lead. You know why? Because Kyle Shanahan used to babysit Christian McCaffrey back when he was a young boy, when Ed McCaffrey was the wide receiver for the Denver Broncos, when Kyle Shanahan, no, Mike Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan's dad was the head coach for the Denver Broncos. Yes. 
I knew all that. You feel what I'm saying? I should have told y'all that we was in the we was in the lead for this because we got the connections. I should have told y'all because Christian McCaffrey went to Stanford. Stanford is just up the road from San Francisco. I should have told y'all. And I'm telling y'all now, we are the number one contenders in the NFC right now. Yes, I'm giving my props to the Philadelphia Eagles, the New York Giants, the Dallas Cowboys, damn near the whole NFC East besides the Washington Commanders. You feel what I'm saying? I want to give my props to the Minnesota Vikings. But when you add a running back like Christian McCaffrey to this offense with Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Kyle Juszczyk, Trent Williams playing on coming back this week. It's scary how good we could be. It's scary how good we could be. I'm, I'm focused on this year and what we could do because, of course, it's going to try to put us over the top this year. What we gave up, we gave up a second, third, and fourth round pick for this year's draft. That's the 2023 draft. And then we gave up a fifth round pick for the 2024 draft. That's next year's draft. To me, that is not too much to give up for Christian McCaffrey. It's draft picks. It's draft capital. It's draft capital. We could get back if we decide to move other pieces that we do have the ability, ability to move because we've been developing younger talent. So... To me, I was just making sure we didn't get rid of Gary. I mean, Gray. We didn't get rid of Gray, our wide receiver Gray, because I think he was building a little continuity with Trey Lance. We didn't get, get rid of Brandon Ayuk because he's stepping up being our best outside receiver. Of course, not giving up Debo Samuel. We just paid him. But, yeah, don't give up Nick Bosa. Don't give up uh, Freddie Warner. Tell a, tell a new Hufunga. Um, just don't give up none of the big names. And we didn't give up anybody. Just draft capital. And I do not... Uh, I do not mind that at all. I do not mind that at all to have Christian McCaffrey in the backfield. Like I said, we are the number one contenders in the NFC right now. If you ask me, you add that with our defense getting healthy with Nick Bosa coming back, Eric Armstead coming back, Aziz Alshair coming back. Um, then you got Jimmy Ward coming back. We're not going to get Emmanuel Mosley back, but Jason Verrett should step into the lineup sooner or later. So I told y'all. If we get Christian McCaffrey, he's going to be like Terrell Davis for us with the with the creativity of Kyle Shanahan. Then you got Debo Samuels. Can you imagine what the defenses are going to have to think about with a Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey in the backfield and they both can run routes? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be scary. It's going to be scary. And then think about next year and this offseason when we get Trey Lance back and then we can incorporate Trey Lance and his runnability and his strong arm with all his talent. Oh, my God. Niner faithful. The time has come, baby. The time has come. We are officially, officially back. Because anytime our Niners were separated from the rest of the pack, we had that Roger Craig. We had that Garrison Hurts. We had that Frank Gore. You get what I'm saying? I'm glad we got Christian McCaffrey. I'm glad we beat out the Los Angeles Rams in the sweepstakes to get Christian McCaffrey. Everybody's keep talking about we might kick the tires on DJ Moore. I'm happy with Christian McCaffrey and building from here, man. But if we get DJ Moore, hey, we get DJ Moore. Let's uh, move forward into Sunday. My Michigan Wolverines are off this Saturday, so I have no predictions for the Michigan Wolverines. Um, let's move forward into America's Game of the Week of my San Francisco 49ers hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. To me, it's going to be imperative that we get Nick Bosa back. It's imperative that we get Eric Armstead back. It's going to be very imperative that we get our defense healthy. If we come out there and we're missing about half of our starters again or more than half of our starters again, I see Patrick Mahomes coming out there and making it a long, a very long day for us, dinking and dunking, dinking and dunking. But if we can get our pass rushers back, if Jason Verrett can possibly come back this week, then I feel like we'll be able to get the pressure on Patrick Mahomes, have the coverage in the backfield to 
get him off the field. And I feel like that our offense will do enough. Our offense will do enough. This is a must-win game, in my opinion, for my San Francisco 49ers. It's hard to see the Kansas City Chiefs losing back-to-back -back games, but they will because they're coming to Santa Clara to face my San Francisco 49ers, and I think we'll be able to run the ball on them. We'll be able to hit some big plays on that defense, and our defense will get healthy at the right time. I'm thinking they're saying Trent Williams should be back, Nick Bosa should be back, and Eric Armstead should be back, so I feel like those additions should be the difference between us winning and losing against the Kansas City Chiefs. So I'm going to see us pulling out in the close one. I'm going to say 28-27. 28-27 San Francisco 49ers over the Kansas City Chiefs this Sunday. Let me know what y'all think, though. Like, comment, share, subscribe, listen, alert. Y'all know what it is. Mizzy World Entertainment. Man, Mizzy Sports. Gang.